section seventy four of the inheritance by susan edmonstoun ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter three ah sure as hindu legends tell when music's tones the bosom swell the scenes of former life return ere sunk beneath the morning star we left our parent climes afar immured in mortal forms to mourn or if as ancient sages ween departed spirits half unseen can mingle with the mortal throng tis when from heart to heart we roll the deep-toned music of the soul that warbles in our scottish song laden at dinner mrs major reappeared in a dress which might have done honour to cinderella's godmother but which even with the aid of hyder allies carbuncle had no effect in subduing uncle adam's flinty heart towards her he however received her salutations with tolerable composure and moreover permitted her to touch his hands but as for shaking them that was an effort little short of tearing the limpet from its native rock as for the major he was too much exhausted by the toils of the day to be able even to offend being reduced to a state of perfect passiveness what a pretty woman your niece mrs waddell is whispered miss pratt as uncle adam and she started along as usual to dinner pretty what makes her pretty we a face like a sukit carvey ah to be sure she's not like lady rossville but where will you see the like of her such a distinguished-looking creature as she is for you see although she has but that bit myrtle in her hair that she brought in in her hand from the greenhouse before dinner how much better her head looks than mrs waddell's with that fine pearl sprig that must have cost her many a gold rupee as anthony white would say she's really very classical i wish you wouldn't have compared them interrupted mr ramsay impatiently as his temper was still farther irritated at seeing the haughty but graceful air with which colonel delmore led the countess to the top of the table and as a matter of course placed himself by her there's a bold stroke for a wife playing there but it won't do again responded miss pratt with a slight palpitation at the heart which she would have scorned however to have admitted even to herself dinners are commonly dull things unless when there is some bel esprit to take the lead and act as sauce piquant to the company but here was nobody except miss pratt who could or would play themselves out to talk and even she was somewhat damped as the thoughts of her five guineas came across her now and then with a qualm as if to counteract that her chief business was in calling forth and then construing lady rossville's most common civilities towards mr lindsay to the great annoyance of both and the repressed indignation of colonel delmore mrs waddell thought neither the major nor she met with that attention that was their due she therefore sat very stately with hyder allies carbuncle emitting dark and lurid gleams as if it shared in her displeasure in the evening it was somewhat better though in any way it was difficult to get such incongruous materials as the company was composed of to hang together but then they were more at liberty to follow their own devices and if music has not always charms to soothe the savage breast it has at least the merit of keeping civilized beings sometimes in order although lady rossville had little expectation of deriving any pleasure from an exhibition of mrs waddell's musical powers yet she was too polite to pass her over pray sing me a scotch song said she seeing her preparing to execute an italian one i've taken quite a fancy for scotch songs scotch songs repeated mrs waddell with astonishment and contempt 
i hope cousin you don't think me quite so vulgar as to sing scotch songs i assure you they are quite exploded from the drawing-room now they are called kitchen songs with an affected giggle call them what they will said lady rossville i shall certainly learn to sing the songs of my own country and to sing them too in my own way con amore if so you will sing them better than any mere taught singer will do said mr lindsay but i assure you cousin nobody sings them now said mrs major vehemently the more shame them to everybody said gertrude to everybody who can sing them said lindsay but i believe it is much more difficult to sing one's national music well in their native land than it is to discourse most eloquent music in a foreign tongue the first speaks to every one's heart and feelings the other merely addresses itself to the ear or the taste or it may be the ignorance of the audience to sing scotch songs well requires great compass of voice a clear articulation and the very soul of feeling pray mr lindsay were you ever abroad demanded mrs waddell abruptly i spent two years on the continent one of them in rome indeed in a manner as if she doubted the fact and rather displeased to think that anybody should have been where the major had not been well i must say i am rather surprised at anybody who has ever been abroad being able to tolerate scotch music i think you say major you have had little relish for it since you were in india oh surely said the major who just knew a drum from a fife i like everything that is good of its kind said lindsay some of the scotch airs are rather pretty said colonel delmore who but for his abhorrence of mrs waddell would have uttered an anathema against them and i hope you admire the words said mrs waddell with an ironical air indeed i do many of them said lady rossville here for instance is such a pretty sentiment prettily expressed and as she leant against her harp she touched its chords and sung with taste and feeling wilt thou be my dearie when sorrow wrings thy gentle heart oh wilt thou let me cheer thee by the treasure of my soul and that's the love i bear thee well i suppose it's my want of taste for i can't say i can discover anything very beautiful there said mrs major with a disdainful toss my dearie what a vulgar expression how should i look major if you were to call me your dearie ha ha very good but that is a charming thing you sing my dear rosina mia caro said the major who was half asleep some of the scotch songs are undoubtedly coarse vulgar and silly said lindsay and most of them sung from beginning to end would certainly be somewhat of a penance but many of them are charming and a verse here and a verse there in almost all of them will be found to possess infinite beauty and i thought people who were really musical cared little for the words of a song interrupted mrs major triumphantly milton thought otherwise and few will dispute his ear for music but if words are not fit to be heard they ought not to be sung it by no means follows that because words are scotch they must needs be vulgar on the contrary i have heard good musicians say that from the frequent termination of the scotch words in vowels there is a softness in the language which renders it much better adapted to music than any other the italian excepted and then what a superiority in the poetry of our songs how little nature feeling or variety is there in the greater part of the italian ariettas and venetian canzonets did you ever hear di tenti palpiti 
asked mrs waddell with a consequential air mr lindsay could scarcely restrain a smile at the question detenti palpata being scarcely less hackneyed than the flower of dumblane or from the white blossomed sloe etc but without waiting an answer the lady forthwith squared her elbows rounded her arms spread out her fingers and commenced waving her head and rolling her eyes from side to side in the manner usually practised by vulgar affected singers who try to make up by their bodily gestures for the want of all taste feeling and expression colonel delmore had been talking to lady rossville in a low voice during the greater part of this colloquy which otherwise he never would have suffered to proceed as he seemed to look upon the major and his lady as quite beneath his notice and although he might have deigned to contradict he never would have stooped to reason with either of them when she began he certainly would have left the room had not gertrude's presence restrained him not that her singing was more obnoxious to him than it was to lindsay but the one was accustomed to consult only his own pleasure the other to consider the feelings of others what a store of pretty old scotch songs your sister anne has said lady rossville trying to gloss over the deficiencies of the one sister in the praises of the other my sister anne has a great store of nonsense in her head said mrs waddell with a toss of her own it is so stuffed with religion and poetry i think and with texts and songs and hymns that there seems little room for good common sense from your account she must greatly resemble a little quaint simple sketch i have met with somewhere and admired said lindsay i think it is one of old isaac walton's speaking i presume of some such person he says to say truth she is never alone for she is still accompanied with old songs honest thoughts and prayers but short ones that seems to suit my cousin anne exactly said lady rossville she is very sweet and very pleasing and i am sure very good i wished her to have come here with my aunts but she writes me she cannot be spared at present and they will not be persuaded to leave home it seems so we must do the best we can without them colonel delmore placed some music before her and they sung italian and french duets for the rest of the evening miss pratt and mr ramsay battled away as usual at backgammon but she was victorious and again his suspicions of her recurred and he thought i wish she may be the thing after all she kens our wheel how to shake the dice End of section seventy four